الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وكونوا مع الصادقين صدق الله العظيم Most respected students of deen اساتذہ اکرام علماء اکرام The purpose of this discussion is for my own benefit Inshallah Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for all Any deeni discussion The intention in it is extremely essential, important And according to the intention that we will have Accordingly we will receive from Allah Ta'ala so the intention for the person speaking, for the ones listening, must be that this should become a means of gaining the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And that with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, this becomes a means of benefit for us, means of hidayat for us. One incident that is mentioned in the hadith, in Bukhari Sharif, in various other books of hadith, and is an incident that you would have heard many times but these are things that we need to keep revising in order to refresh the lesson that is in there for us there's an Arabic saying that إِذَا تَكَرَّرَ تَقَرَّرَ إِذَا تَكَرَّرَ with a small calf when something is repeated then تَقَرَّرَ أي فِي الْقَلْبِ then it eventually settles in the heart this is true about both sides of it, the positive also, the negative also. If a person keeps hearing some negative things, if he keeps hearing, Allah forbid, some kind of flowery language, vulgar languages, all kinds of filthy talk, obscene things, over and over again the same thing is coming into his ears, this will settle in his heart. And the sign that it has settled in the heart is that suddenly he'll find it's coming on his tongue also. First he was only listening, now he is also talking the same language. What is the reason? Because from the ear it settled in the heart, and the heart then it dishes out through the spoon of the tongue. The heart is a, like a pot, what is in the pot of the heart, that is what the spoon of the tongue dishes out. If a person's heart is filled with the love of Allah Ta'ala, filled with the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, filled with good akhlaq, the heart is clean, pure, and the tongue will dish out same things. It will dish out very, very good things that people will hear, things that will benefit others, things that will unite people, things that will cause muhabbat, things that will make a person feel inclined towards doing good. And if the heart is corrupted, the heart is contaminated, the heart is polluted, and the same kind of things will come on the tongue. So therefore this repetition of even the negative things has a very, very detrimental effect, because it settles on the heart. And it's positive things a person keeps listening to, and that is why we have to keep listening to the positive things. That in time, that will settle in the heart. And we're going to keep speaking about it too, because by speaking we listen first. In time, that will settle in the heart. 
And when that settles in the heart, inshallah, that will have an effect on every limb of our body. Because the heart is king. And when the heart has become inclined towards righteousness, then the eyes will look at that which is correct only. Otherwise, if the heart is not corrected, for a short while the eyes will be under control because the person is seeing that some ustad is in front, his parents are in front of him, or whatever other situation they might be. So because he is in the presence of somebody, then the eyes will be under control, the tongue will be under control, as soon as he thinks that he is alone. But because the heart is not in connection with Allah Ta'ala, that heart hasn't been rectified. As soon as a person thinks he's alone, the eyes are all out of control. The ears are out of control. And the person is conducting himself as if there is no tomorrow of Qiyamah, there is no hereafter. So the whole issue is the repetition of good is very essential. Repetition, listening about the greatness of Allah Ta'ala, the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala, listening about that what Allah Ta'ala's power and might is, that in one moment Allah Ta'ala can snatch away that sight of ours, in one moment Allah Ta'ala can make a person deaf, Allah Ta'ala can paralyze a person. So now when Allah Ta'ala has that power and might, and then on top of that, Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with everything. Allah Ta'ala is enabling us every second to be breathing free of charge. Just as a little test, don't overdo it. Just hold your mouth and tongue, uh, nose for a while, maybe just 15-20 seconds. It already starts becoming too much. A person should sometimes do that and then reflect. As I said, don't overdo it, just now somebody will fall unconscious. But just do that for a few seconds, 10 seconds maybe, 15 seconds. And then think about it, that if a person suddenly can't breathe, what happens then? He has some difficulty breathing, like a fish out of water. For how long he can manage? Half a minute. Maybe just more than that little, but most one minute. And then it's like his life is going. Now, in this time that he has now been unable to breathe for that short while, it is like the end of life. Allah Ta'ala is enabling us to breathe the whole day. 24 hours a person is breathing and he's not even conscious of it. He's not even realizing how much he's breathing. So now to think about this, all these are the favors of Allah Ta'ala. And I am just neglectful of all this. So when a person will keep reflecting on this, this will settle in the heart. And then he will be inclined towards righteousness. So in any case, we are talking about this one incident in the Hadith Sharif. About these three people were traveling. The time of the Bani Israel, those days, they are traveling. And suddenly there was a storm. And now in this situation, they had to take some shelter. Because severe storm. So they took shelter into one cave. There was a cave, not far off. So they found this cave and they went and took shelter inside the cave. While they sitting inside this cave waiting for the storm to clear out, what happened? This huge boulder fell from the top and fell right at the mouth of this cave. And they are now blocked inside. They can't come out. Can you imagine that a cave and this huge boulder in front and you are talking about a time and age where there is no way to give any message to anybody outside. And maybe even if it's nowadays, there probably won't be any reception in such a place. Can't send anybody some message or call someone. 
A person is totally trapped. So what does it spell to a person? Death. That is a matter of time now. A person is going to starve to death. Something is going to be the case. Nobody knows where they are. They can't give anybody the message. So what they did, they discussed among themselves. Why? Because there was righteousness in the heart. So they thought about this. When a person has righteousness in the heart, then righteous thoughts come. And a person thinks positively. So there was good in the heart, so the good thought came. The good thought came, that okay, let us all think about some amal, some action, that was done solely for Allah Ta'ala. And make dua presenting that action. It's a lengthy incident, but just to deal with the main parts of it, one person put forward, Ya Allah, I every day would go and graze the sheep, the goats, whatever, and I would come back at the end of the day, and I would bring along the milk. Now that was what they survived on. They survived on that milk of those goats. Poor people, poor family. Once in a while perhaps they might have slaughtered one goat. So now the day's meal was that milk. So I came back, I would come back, and the first thing I would do is present that milk to my parents. And they would have their share. After they have had their share, then I would feed my family. I would have then my share. And then I would go to bed. Allah, that one day, I got very delayed. Went a bit further out to graze the sheep because perhaps the pasture wasn't good enough close by. By the time he came back, he says, Ya Allah, I came back very late. And by that time, my parents fell asleep. Now the parents fell asleep and now he came back. So now they fell asleep hungry, waiting for him now. He's going to come just now. When he comes in, they'll have their share of milk. But before he arrived now, they perhaps were very tired. But in that state of hunger, they fell asleep. So he says, Ya Allah, I came and stood at their bedside with that milk in hand. Waiting now that just now they'll wake up. Many times it happens, you just think now something will happen just now. Somebody is now waiting for somebody else to arrive. We say, okay, just now. Maybe five minutes time will come. Five minutes becomes fifty minutes. Okay, now fifty minutes, any moment will come. That any moment becomes another one hour. So he also thought, well, they were hungry. They stepped away hungry. So any moment the eyes might open. So that any moment carried on waiting, waiting, waiting. How long? The next thing it was the morning. From the night, the whole night he stood at their bedside waiting for them that just now they'll wake up because he didn't want to have even his own share of the milk until they first had their share. Eventually the morning came and that's when they woke up. So now when they woke up then he gave them first their share of milk. He himself was hungry, his family was hungry, now they've had their share. So now he's presenting this amal of his, this action of his Saying, Ya Allah, if you know, and obviously Allah Ta'ala knows, meaning if you are satisfied, Ya Allah, if you know that this action was done solely for your pleasure, Ya Allah, you remove move this rock out of our way. Now that rock is so huge that there were three people there, maybe three hundred people also might not have been able to move it. Imagine a huge rock, cranes are used to pick up these things. In this time and age. So three people, where are they going to move, move that rock? But when he made this dua in this way, in Bukhari Sharif, this narration is there, 
that that rock moved. How it moved with the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. How much it moved, but it moved just a little. Not enough for them to be able to come out. But that amal of his was done with total ikhlas, number one. Number two, this was something very difficult on the nafs. The nafs was desiring, have your bulk, go to sleep. Parents are sleeping now, leave them. When they wake up, they'll call for you. But the love of his parents, the respect for his parents. Now he's standing there waiting that he cannot even bear to have his own milk before them out of respect for them. And now this is a physical difficulty, it's hard on the nafs, and he's making sabr on all this. But for what? This is an endorsement now that it was done solely for Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Not even for them to thank him. Not even for them to pat him on the back, okay, you did very well. Not even for that purpose. And this was the endorsement now, that the rock moved. Because saying, Ya Allah, if this was done solely for your pleasure, move this rock. The rock moved. But the lesson now in this is, that when he had done this amal, it might have been long before this incident took place, could he have ever imagined, that I am now undertaking this difficulty now, it's difficult, physically difficult, very difficult on the nafs, could you have imagined that this difficulty I am undertaking now, but for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala? One day this will come to my assistance when I am in a life and death situation. It's a matter of life and death. And this amal will come to my assistance at that moment. In dunya, he couldn't have thought about it. It would not have occurred anywhere in his imagination. But it came. It came to his assistance when he was in a real situation of life and death. Second person, see Allah, I had this, employed this person for some work and after he completed the work, I presented his salary to him, wages to him, but he felt something was not the way it was agreed on. He was dissatisfied with that salary for whatever reason, whereas he says what I had presented was the correct amount. So he left it and went away. Got upset. Got upset, left it and went away. Now he left it and went away, so the responsibility of this employer was to take it and put it aside, look after it, and the day he comes, or go find him somewhere and then give it back to him, or the day he comes where he give it to him. So he didn't know where he's gone to, he couldn't find him. So what he did with the money? He invested it. Now that wasn't his responsibility, but now he thought, now this person's money is going to be lying here, let it be of some good for him. So he invested it in some animals, some livestock. And in a while, that started growing, and that grew and grew. After a long time, this person came back. and said, please, that money you're owing me, please give it to me. So this person replies to him and says to him, that you see this whole valley full of gold, goats. All this is yours. He said, look, don't fool around with me. I didn't come to, for you to mock me. I just came for what is owed to me. He says, no, this is all owed to you. This is all yours. So when the person realized, no, this is genuine, he got so happy and he, he took everything. He didn't leave one goat behind. His money was sufficient maybe to buy even one goat only. Now there's a whole valley full. But he got so excited about it, he took everything and went away. Now this person is saying, Ya Allah, if this was done only for your pleasure, 
فَفْرُجْ عَنَّا مَا نَحْنُ فِيهِ Allah, you move this out of the way for us. So that again got endorsed from the side of Allah Ta'ala that yes, it was done with ikhlas. It was done only for Allah Ta'ala. That rock moved again. But not enough for them to move out, to come out. But again to think about the issue that this was something very difficult. It wasn't an easy task. To look after somebody else's and then animals, livestock, very difficult thing to look after. And then so much of attention it has to be given, all the planning and thinking about it, and whatever else. But he undertook this out of the goodness of his heart for somebody else's welfare. That this will benefit somebody else. And he did it not for that person's praise also. He did it not so that that person could pat him on the back. Only Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. So that act of his, at that time he could not have imagined undertaking this difficulty now, what benefit it will bring later. Again that same life and that situation and that came to his help. The third person now, he says, Ya Allah, I was caught up in this situation where I got attracted to this girl and then he says that I was on the verge of committing sin and I even given her a big sum of money for this. A lengthy part of the discussion, we just bring it down to the crux. He says, at the last moment before I could commit the guna and sin, she said, ittaqillah. But she said, ittaqillah, fi Allah ta'ala. See, as soon as I heard this, as soon as it fell on my ears, I immediately went away from there. Now this is something which is not easy on the nafs. But he, for the fear of Allah ta'ala, Allah is watching. He forgot for a while. Shaitan put the veils of negligence on his heart. The zulmat and the veins of, veils of darknesses on his heart. The nur of iman got covered out. And as a result, he wasn't thinking straight that what harm he's going to do to himself for now and later. For this dunya and akhirat. Because sin it brings difficulties in dunya also. And in the cover. And in the hereafter. But when a, that's the effect of sin that it blocks a person's thinking. A person gets caught up sometime in some bad habit. And he knows that how harmful this is. He knows how destructive it is. He knows everything about it. But he just says that, no, I just couldn't think. Why can't think? But you know about it, how come you couldn't think? That is the effect of sin that it blocks a person's thinking. Can't think straight. And the effect of taqwa, it enlightens a person's thinking. person who is keeping on taqwa, the fear of Allah Ta'ala, it enlightens his thinking. Imam Shafi Rahmatullah one person came to him and he saying to him that you have this ability of kashf, meaning you can foretell certain things and so on. Now this is something which Allah Ta'ala sometimes opens out on somebody's heart. There are these type of things that happen sometimes. Imam Shafi Rahmatullah denied such a thing. He said, I got no such ability. I don't know what you're talking about. So he's insisting, no, definitely you have this ability. I am sure about it. He says, no, I don't, I got no such thing. In any case, as they're talking, one person passed by. 
stranger to both of them. So this person who was now insisting on Imam Shafi that you have this ability of kashf, he just asked him that, okay, this person walked past now, what does he do? What is his occupation? Both of them don't know him. What does he do? Imam Shafi looked at him, observed him, how he's walking. He's going on his way. He observed how he's walking and looked at him carefully for a short while. Then he said he's either a carpenter or a blacksmith, ironmonger, make things with iron and so on. He's one of the two, I don't know. So this person quickly rushed off and he stopped that passerby and he asked him, look, I just want to find out what, what you do for a living, what's your occupation? So he said, before I was a carpenter, now I'm a blacksmith. He says, before I was a carpenter, I gave that job off. Now I'm working with iron. Now where this came from? This is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. اِتَّقُوا فِرَاسَةَ الْمُؤْمِنِ فَإِنَّهُ يَنْظُرُ بِنُورِ اللَّهِ Fear the intelligence of a true mu'min. Person who's got taqwa in his heart. Because he sees with the nur that Allah Ta'ala blesses him with. So in any case, to come back to this, that this person was now, in this moment, because there was taqwa in his heart, but for that moment he got, this veil of darkness had covered it, but when somebody reminded him, ittaqillah, so that came back to the fore. And that is why this reminder is so important. From time to time, we need the reminder. Because we get into this ghaflat, this heedlessness. And from time to time that reminder wakes us out of the slumber. So in any case, he says, I woke up and went away from there and didn't commit the sin. Ya Allah, if this was done only for your pleasure, move this out of the way for us. Now that rock moved a little more and now it was sufficient for them to leave that cave. Now at that time when each one of them was undertaking this difficulty on his nafs, he was trampling that desire of the nafs. He was undertaking that difficulty on himself for the respect of his parents. Undertaking the difficulty on himself so that he fulfills the rights of the next person. And not just fulfill the rights of the next person, to do a big favor to somebody. At that time it seemed like this was now this person in suffering. Somebody else seeing this person standing with that milk in his hand by his parents' bed, say something wrong with him. See, in the language that is might be used, you see, a few bob short. So the whole night he wants to stand there, he can't think for himself now, go to sleep now, and they'll wake up, they'll call for him. But he wasn't a few bob short. Allah Ta'ala had inspired his heart to do what is right. But the effect of that was shown in time. So many a times, it seems now, to do the good things might be an effort. Wake up for Fajr Salah, what an effort this is. And... Any other things, stay away from haram. This seems to be a quite, everybody seems to be doing something. I'm getting left out only. Everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. And I'm sitting alone. So outwardly, it seems like this is now, we're getting deprived and we are in a state of now getting in hardship and difficulty. But the day will come when the person who was outwardly down, sitting quietly, dejected maybe because he got left alone, but the day will come when he'll be smiling. And the benefits of that sabr that he made, that will show itself even in dunya and in akhirat is beyond imagination. But the whole thing comes down to this, the crux of it is, 
that this dunya is a place of sabr. person just learns to make little bit sabr. That little sabr will take him very far away. Sabr in all, our understanding of sabr is only somebody passed away, he must make sabr. That is also sabr also. But there is a temptation to look at something haram on the phone. That's a time of great sabr. And that sabr is greatly loved by Allah Ta'ala. There's a moment of fulfilling the rights of the next person. Now there's some temptation to just cheat the next person. Says, no, I'm not going to cheat anybody. I'll give him his full right. There's a temptation to mock somebody and make him feel belittled. I'll trample that feeling and I won't mock the next person. I'll respect every person. Now that moment he felt like I would have had a nice time, had a lot of fun, mocking somebody, teasing him, making him feel bad, sometimes make him cry also, and have a, a good time at his expense. But now he trampled that feeling. That, no, this is not right. I will do what Allah Ta'ala is going to be happy with. So the result of that will come in time. Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us the tawfiq that we learn how to practice on this summer. In all aspects of life, Every step of life actually. The sabr is what is required. And the sabr will take a person through all the phases of dunya also. And get in the highest stages of akhirat. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.